You're listening to the Wild 7 Podcast Network. Listen different. Welcome to the Wild 7 Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Red. Joining me is nobody. It is just I here, hopefully to uh, inform, hopefully to entertain, hopefully to keep you company. Um, Hello, how are you? I hope you are well. Uh, Welcome back. I welcome you with open arms to the Wild 7 Podcast. The Wild 7 Podcast is a podcast for the movie studio, Wild 7 Studios, We just made a film called Debbie and the Devil. We're done and we're super proud of it. We're submitting it to film festivals, which is a whole fucking thing. Uh, But uh, the response has been good to the people that we have shown it to. And I'm just giving you a little, uh, uh, you know, bit of info on us because this might be your first time listening. I can't imagine why, but, uh, but welcome. So this is going to be a bit of a quickie um, just because I might as well just sort of let you know that it's been fucking busy around Wild 7 Studios. It's very busy. If you're a regular listener, you know April, you know Ashley, you know uh, the, the Silent Chris is a, is, a, is a person who pulls the strings behind the scenes and whatnot. And you know all of our crew and stuff like that. And I say this with, uh, with pleasure, that we're all very busy, myself included. I'm making my first uh, short film kind of thing, just sort of to, to have fun with and sort of to um, sort of develop this concept that I've been obsessed with for a while now. You know, it's, it's the first thing that I've done since Debbie. And again, we're super proud about Debbie and there are other things going on. And so this is going to be super quick. This is just kind of a dispatch, but I will give you some substance for this episode, something that just happened. And it's funny because I was driving over here and I was like, I have no entertainment value today. All I have is information explaining where, you know, the gang has been explaining, you know, what's going on at Wild 7 Studios, because I feel that is of interest if you are listening or a listener or whatever. And I was driving over and I was like, I I have nothing to say, you know, so I'm just going to dispatch. I'm just going to, you know, give the info, you know, and, and, and when there is no entertainment value, I'm not just going to come on here and waste your time and talk about bullshit that I'm not into. I will just give sort of updates of what's going on. So I'm driving over here and I'm, I'm kind of not bummed, but I'm like, I, I will just give a dispatch, as I said, and I came in today sort of settled into my office and silent Chris came in and I told him what my plan was. I said, look, you know, uh, I'm very proud of the fact that we've been going pretty strong with the podcast on our network and with this podcast and stuff. And I told Chris, I said, look, I have no entertainment today. There's nobody to bounce off of today. There's nothing, uh, in terms of fun times. Right. And so I said, I'm just going to go on as I said three million times already, I'm just going to go dispatch and just say what's going on at Wild 7 Studios, which I will get to. But first, let me tell you a very, very typical downtown story. And this happened right before I jumped onto this microphone and April came in and Silent Chris recounted the story. And I will tell you, because this gives you a good idea of what goes down in Wild 7 Studios and whatnot. And I hope this entertains you. And this is a typical uh sliver of a second in the day of a life of 
a wonderful place called downtown. So Silent Chris and I were hanging out, you know, by the window of the, of the um, uh, studio and we're on the fifth floor of a building and there's a fire escape outside and we're hanging out. We're just talking, debriefing, as you would say, about what's going to go down today or what went down yesterday rather and, and what's going to go down today. And we're debriefing and briefing both. And all of a sudden we hear a crack, like a, like a, like a crack of, of, of two uh, jagged metal objects cracking against one another. And it wasn't exactly the sound of two cars, but we sort of go, what, 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 what was that? And we go outside on the balcony, which I don't recommend. It's, you know, it, we didn't go outside on the balcony, I should say. We peeked our heads outside of the balcony. Okay, because we're safe. And it's not a balcony, it's a fire escape. That's why we can't be out there. But we picked our heads out and we noticed these two men, one a bearded gentleman and one a shirtless gentleman. And they, there was a scooter, you know, those kinds of scooters. If you're living in a major city, you know what I'm talking about. Or you're living in just any city that has these things. But those rideshare scooters, like Uber has them. And this company, Bird, they used to be all over LA and stuff until they regulated them. Uh, one of those scooters is in uh, on the street, on the pavement, uh, near where the crosswalk begins. And there was a bike as well on the pavement near where the crosswalk begins. And then there's shirtless man and beardless man. And beard, not beardless, beard, bearded man. And bearded man is grabbing his hand and he's like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, blah, you know, ah, fuck. And shirtless man seemed very concerned. And uh, mind you, had we just heard the, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, we probably wouldn't have even have been compelled to look outside because this is downtown around a certain hour. There's always somebody yelling, Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Or fuck you. Fuck you. Or some variation of the word fuck in, in a phrasing. There's always some guy yelling that outside at a certain hour. And it's usually like between, I would say eight 30 to 11 30 is the when the fuck you man comes out and you can always hear him you'll be at the office doing your thing and then you hear a guy just go fuck you fuck you fuck you it's it's it's, it's part of the music of downtown and so the bearded man is holding his hand and shirtless man looks con concerned and at this point shirtless man grabs his phone and uh and bearded man it must be said was wearing that sort of an angry man outfit and by that i mean like baggy shorts tennis shoes i think a a, a wife beater or tank top i think wife beater is not a correct term to use actually i think we should retire that let's put a moratorium on that word it's offensive but he was wearing a, a white tank top an undershirt and he, he, he looked like, and, and, and a ball cap. And it was like, you know, the angry man outfit. You know, those angry dudes. And he had maybe some tattoos. I don't remember exactly. And so he's grabbing his hand. And then I look at Silent Chris and I say, I think he's hamming it up. I, I, I really think he's hamming it up. And, you know, usually I consider myself a pretty good judge of a situation, but we were so far away. And as the scene progressed and shirtless man was on the phone highly concerned we notice that bearded man's hand 
is getting more and more red, like it's bleeding. And then we were like, oh, no, he wasn't hamming it up. Homeboy is bleeding, and he's very angry, which adds to his angry man mystique. And uh, uh, not that I thought found him mystical. It's just, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, that's, he, 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 he was the angry man, you know. You know the type. Uh, one time I went to a dispensary, and I saw a gentleman in that uniform, the angry man uniform, and he was in his car, and he was like, fuck you, fuck you on his phone, because that's the angry man, you know, like, and so the, the, the scene goes on, this guy starts really bleeding, and listener friend, I want you to know this about me, and I don't mind admitting this, I, I, I will say this right here and now, just so that there's no question about it, about what type of human being I am, or just, just to give you an idea of the type of person that I am when it comes to actual blood and gore. Let me sip my coffee. Forgive me. Hold on. Uh, as I sip my coffee, I will play a uh, quote from Tupac to keep you company while I sip my coffee. I accidentally turned off my microphone as I said that. But here, here's a quote from Tupac. Let me sip my coffee. Uh, this is a, uh, take this with you throughout the day. Don't, don't support the phonies. Support the real. You know what I mean? How can these people be talking about how they so real and they don't care about our communities? How can they be talking about what they all this, you know, the hood, blah, 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 blah. They don't care about our communities. You know what I mean? Listen to the words that people say in their lyrics and tell me if that's some real, sh if that's real to you. You know what I mean? Listen to what they're saying. Don't just bob your head to the beat. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut off uh, Tupac. Uh, the clip sort of went crazy. It's okay. Um, but anyway, um, so Bleeding Hands Man uh, is, is bleeding. And then this is the thing that's interesting about the story in terms of a, of a downtown story. Um, the ambulance came. Well, first of all, these cops come, right? And as they're turning the corner, they get flagged down by these dudes, by shirtless and bearded. And shirtless waves them down. And as they're turning, Silent Chris and I look at one another and we say, uh, they're not going to stop because it's downtown. It's fucking gnarly over here. It takes a lot for a cop to stop at anything. I mean, and, and I'm not like, I'm not going to go on a pro-cop kick or an anti-cop kick, but there's a lot of stuff in downtown to deal with. And yeah, I, I think I've made my point there. It takes a lot for a police officer to do anything in downtown uh to, to intervene because there's just so much stuff going on so sure enough these cops stop and then they come out and then they they start talking to the guys and stuff and then the guy like he's like really mad and he starts kicking the the lamppost and look i'm not going to judge the guy you know don't don't judge people until you've walked in their shoes or in this guy's case his dc sneakers or whatever they were um uh, but, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, you're bleeding. I don't think kicking the lamppost is going to do anything to help your situation, buddy, you know? And, uh, but again, no judgments. I'm just saying, it's like, I, I wouldn't, I would just sort of stand there and bleed out until the ambulance came. So then the ambulance comes and they came at a rather like quick speed, which is surprising because like, you know, a few years ago we were doing, you know, the first like official Wild 7 short film. And uh, 
we we were working with a wonderful woman named Haley, who was the director of photography, and Chris was uh, was uh, writing and direct was was the writer director of it, and it's called Channeling. It's really amazing. It's coming out soon, and uh, we we parked somewhere, and her car got like broken into. And it took us for fucking ever to just wait for a cop. And then eventually when the cops didn't come, we had to go to the police station. And this was like at night. Uh, and there were like 10 million, you know, uh, colorful characters out of and about. And by colorful characters, I mean just drug addicts of various degrees and people that that clearly, unfortunately, are going through mental problems and stuff. And that's what I mean by colorful, you know. And... Uh, and of of all shapes and sizes and ilks and stuff, might I add, you know, there's no there was no specific anything. Let's not go there. You know what I mean? Like it, it was it was really like one of the things that I really enjoy. I'm not joking when I say this. I I really mean this. One of the things that I love about downtown is that the street people are really of all shapes, sizes, and colors. It's not you know like you come here and you see. Everybody on the street, everybody. So it just goes to show you that poverty doesn't really discriminate. So anywho, uh, so that's the downtown story. So then the, to cap the, the story off, we're looking and we're looking at this guy and we're kind of entertained by his misery. And I, he looks right at us and we're on the fifth floor. And then he looks up at us, like sort of making eye contact. And then I tense up and I go, oh my God, he's looking at us. And Chris was hoping that I wouldn't say that, but I did. And I go, he's looking at us. And then we just sort of peeked. We, we, we went back in the building real quiet like, and we were like, oh God, let's hope he doesn't like take revenge because he, we saw his, um, his, his humiliation. And a shirtless man left and the ambulance came and took uh, Bearded away. And I hope Bearded is okay. And I hope... Maybe, this is my hope. I hope perhaps Bearded achieves an, a, a Kane and Kung Fu-like Zen outlook based because of his injury, and he stops wearing the, the angry man outfit, which is, there's nothing wrong with that style. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's the angry man outfit. And he gets out of the angry man outfit, and he wears a more Eastern I want to say like like Chinese monk kind of thing, like a Shaolin monk. I think that would be really cool. I think I think that would be a really good outcome for him. So, anywho, so what I want to say about Wild Seven is right now everybody is super super busy, myself included. And I will get to myself in a second, but I just want to say as far as April, Alexa, and Ashley the Nightshade Collective, as they are known as, they are super busy doing something really amazing, which is Amigas, which is this telenovela that they've been developing and now they're shooting and stuff. And that's going to be out rather quickly. One thing that I'm very happy about here at Wild 7 is that our turnaround times for our productions have gotten quicker in terms of our content and stuff. So I'm super happy about that. And it, the the I'm, I'm, I'm just... You know, I without spoiling anything, I shot scenes for this telenovela. I had scenes in Spanish. I do not speak Spanish, but April, for whatever reason, as an artist and as a writer and as a director, thought that I could be entrusted with a role 
that requires speaking Spanish. And so this was, you know, I shot my scene uh, last week uh, on a Monday, Monday evening at this studio. And it was in Spanish. I had to learn all new words. Spanish is a lovely language, and it's a, it's a it's a poetic, beautiful sounding language. And I look forward to to uh, if April will have me back, you know, because it's up to April. This is April's thing, and I'm so happy for her and proud of her. And I have to say, I really enjoy being directed by April. She's she she knows how to handle actors and she knows how to talk to me she knows how to handle me she knows i'm a sensitive person and she knows i need to be handled sensitively that's not true i can be on any side it doesn't matter you can whatever um but so so that's amigas and then as far as silent chris i know silent chris doesn't make big appearances on the on the podcast but it should be known he is an instrumental figure behind the scenes and he is doing something with a uh musical group called Life Elsewhere. And Life Elsewhere is a group that contributed music to Debbie and the Devil. So they will always be in my cool book. But also, more importantly, they're in my cool book because they make amazing music. And they partnered up with us. And so we're shooting this thing. We're almost, they're almost done or they are done or, you know, like in, it's such a, it's like a hurricane of production activity here. Um, uh, and that it's called Diaspora. It's Coming out soon. Everything is coming out soon. Again, our turnaround times have gotten good. Uh, I don't have any specific dates right now that I wish to share, but it's underway. It's it's being made and it's cool. And I'm excited that we're partnered with these really, really cool people, uh, Alex Deo and Mel. Um, really excited about that. And also, as far as I, I am doing something that is top secret. But I will say it involves animation. And I just want to say, just to give you a little bit of, you know, animation substance, I will say this. Uh, last year, a, a little, a few weeks over a year ago, we realized that I had to do the animation for Debbie and the Devil. It was a dark time. I spent six weeks, I was going to say six years. I spent six years making fucking Debbie. I spent six weeks doing the animation. It was hard. But I have to say, it was super, super worth it. Um, and it made sense for me to do it. I love animation. I love cartoons. It's a major part of who I am. And I feel like one of the things that separates Debbie and the Devil from other things, other horror films and this and that, is that cartoon element that we added. And it wasn't like... You know, a friend of mine said when after he saw the trailer, he's like, yeah, it's like you're mixing black and pink, like two things that shouldn't go together, but they do. And I really dig Debbie just because of that, because it's it's mixing those two things that I love. And it, I feel like it separates us from every other horror film for better or worse. I don't care because the thing is like, I'm honestly happy a, that we just finished our movie. And when you finish a movie, at, when it means this much to you as it's meant to us, and I say us, Wild 7, April, myself, uh, Silent Chris, all of us, uh, the, Ashley, like all of us, um, and the whole team that, that was involved in Debbie and the Devil, when it means this much to you, uh, you're, you're happy that other movies exist and you're happy that, that there are other people being creative and doing things. And also, I have to say this, I mean... Maybe it's because of the fact that there's animation in Debbie. I don't know. I don't feel like anybody's doing our thing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't look at, say, a movie like, I don't know, Terrifier or 
on the on the uh, other end of the horror spectrum in terms of money drawing in and stuff like that, the Conjuring films. I don't look at these things and think, oh, fuck, they're doing our thing. I think we're just kind of doing our thing. Nobody is doing our thing. And that's cool. And I'm happy that everybody else is doing their thing. Because I got to be honest with you, folks. I love going to the movies. I love going to see any old fucking movie that I am curious about. And I love getting the popcorn, drowning it in butter, literally just freaking drowning it in butter and getting a diet cherry Coke. And I love that. And I love cinema. And I love that we are able to participate. I love that we're blessed enough to have this studio. I love it, love it, love it, love it. That's all. Okay? I love it. Um, so a year ago, though, in order to save Debbie, we had to, I had to do the animation myself. I know how to draw. I draw okay. I'm not an amazingly skilled draftsman or anything, but I can get by. Um, a, a graphic designer once told me that he said when it comes to like, you know, cartooning or that kind of thing, you don't have to be Rembrandt or whatever. You know, that's a bad reference because I don't even know what Rembrandt looks like. I mean, I know what it looks like, but like you don't have to be like this skilled, amazing draftsman that can draw a bridge like an engineer's blueprint or something. You just have to draw well enough to get the idea of what the thing is, whether it's like a mouse or something like that. And I can draw little simple things like that. And so last year when I realized that I had to do the animation... Um, Silent Chris, a few months before that, during COVID, the height, which I think it's still the height. I don't know. I don't even care anymore. But he showed me a program that was very affordable and very um, not just even user-friendly, but just, just something that you can navigate. And it was in a it was used in a, um, uh, if it, I think by what I say this, you can kind of intuit what, what it is if you're pretty computer savvy and program savvy. But it was within a family of other programs from this big company. And Silent Chris showed me it and everything kind of clicked when he showed me it because I was like, wow, I can take my drawings and just bring them to life. And I don't need anybody to do that. And without getting into details, yeah, at some point, it was around June. I remember I drew a picture of myself holding a samurai sword and I drew wrote underneath it, uh, June something something, the final showdown begins. Because I knew in order to save Debbie and the Devil, in order to piece it together in a way that's coherent and in a way that makes it a feature film, I had to do the animation. And so for six dark weeks, I was waking up super, super early every day and learning and doing the animation. And it was hard and it was rewarding and it turned out to be beautiful. I'm very happy. And now that we've done that, sort of the floodgates have opened for me in terms of doing animation where it's like there are ideas, there is something that I've wanted to make for so long that I'm able to just do. I don't need a million, billion, trillion dollars to do it. I can just kind of sit at my computer, make my coffee or tea or whatever, get my uh, my new digital note notepad out, which I love so much, and just start animating characters, just start drawing them and stuff. And that's wonderful. And I have to say this, like, I just have to say this, like, 
I'm, and when I say this, please don't think I, I mean this like I'm, I'm saying I'm some big, powerful Thanos guy or something. I don't mean that. I just mean in the, in the little bit of power that I have with doing this animation, with great power comes great responsibility. And I take the fact that I can do this. I, I won't take this for granted. Every day I wake up and I'm, you know, I wake up at a certain hour, you know, at a pretty early hour. And I do my stretches, I do my push-up, I do, I do my exercise. I come into the office and I do my thing. And I just keep creating. And I don't give a fuck. I love it. And my team loves it. We love creating these things. And so far, people are enjoying our stuff. Look, there are going to be definitely people that are offended and upset and angry. Or maybe just even straight up even horror fans that Debbie and the Devil is not their cup of tea. That's okay. That's fine. Because I know there's going to be, on the flip side of that, there are going to be people that really appreciate it. That's cool. It's, it's part of the banquet of cinema. And after years of looking at the banquet from, you know, outside of the, you know, the restaurant, after years of waking up early and, and, and shooting it stop and start and, and coming and going into the office and, 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 and scheming on, on how to do this and scrounging up money and then coming into money on, on luck, just because you got, I got cast in these commercials. And if you know my story, you know, my story, um, after all of that stuff, having your own little table at the banquet feels good. And I don't want to fuck it up by being lazy and I don't want to fuck it up by being stupid with anything. You know, I know my mind and I know my heart and I know my mouth and I know where I'm at. So I'm not ever, I'm, I don't care about like what people say, cancel culture or what. I don't, I, that doesn't concern me. A, because A, look, I mean, dude, it would be wonderful if we were huge enough to be able to, to be canceled. But you know, we are a the little company that could and we're building our audience day by day and it grows day by day and I'm very happy about that and we're building it in an honest way. We're not going around buying followers or anything. But I'm, I'm not concerned about that stuff just because I, I know I'm not demented. I know my views on things and I know which direction they run. But then also I have to say this. I don't have a lot of opinions outside of cinema. You, you present an issue to me present both sides and I'll just be like, oh, well, yeah, I, I see that issue. Okay. I don't care. I really don't. I just care about Wild 7. That's it. And so in the interest of caring about Wild 7, I would like to just plug and promote, go to our YouTube channel, like, share, and subscribe every fucking video you can find on our YouTube channel, Wild 7 Studios, because we are dropping some really cool things. When I was doing the animation for that dark six weeks, and every day I'm waking up listening to the remix of the Kanye West song Power with Jay-Z, which is a pretty awesome remix, just to get myself stoked. And every day I'm doing that. And it's uncomfortable because you know the whole movie is contingent on you. Around 79, I think, or actually more, 80-something people worked on Debbie and the Devil. I better goddamn well put together a piece of content, a, a film, a movie, that, that is interesting and cool and gets a reaction out of you. I better do that. And so the, the, it was all on my shoulders. But while I was doing it, I kept document of the whole process, every day or pretty much every day, I would record myself a, a, a video journal and 
I would uh, have someone film my film me, or I would film me, and I'm going to play for you a clip. This is just a taste of what is at our YouTube channel. Uh, my novelist homie, Joe Ida, who uh, wrote the IQ novel, said that these are trippy and fascinating. And I agree with him because I'm just being me and you can, I'm pretty frustrated throughout all of these videos, except I think maybe towards the end, I lighten up a little bit. But it was an uncomfortable six weeks. So I really hope you enjoy, you know, Debbie. And so I will play this. I will give you a little... Um, preamble of the video this is when i this was like the third day of animating and i was penciling everything myself and at that time a, a lovely woman named nilufar was living with me as a, my roommate and she had just moved from iran and so i hired her to uh ink my pencilings now mind you i want to say this had i done that all of this now like, I, I would have done it completely differently. Like, I spoke to the woman uh, that did the coloring for Killer Comanche, and she did some work for our animations and stuff, Rebecca Swanson. She's an amazing artist. And I told her how I did it, and she, I was like, yeah, I would pencil it and then ink it and then take a picture and then edit the fucking picture. And just saying this right now, I, I'm aware of how absurd that is. And she was like, wow, that's a lot of extra work because most artists these days at this cutting edge of the state of technology they use a digital ink pad or a digital notebook or something to do all of this they don't do all of this extra shit i was just so fucking putting my money and everything else and blah, blah 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 with debbie that i didn't even think to get a digital ink pad because i a i was intimidated by them and b i just didn't have i didn't have the time to learn something new it's like fuck i got to do the animation okay and then i have to learn how to draw on something that i'm not familiar with at that point, I was only comfortable drawing on paper and everything else I would try looked wonky. Wonkier than usual, being honest. Anyway, again, I'm, I'm, I'm realistic about my abilities. But anyway, my drawings are pretty cool. But anyway, okay, so this video is the third day and I brought Nilufar in and I believe April was filming this and I'll play the video until I get bored or until it ends whatever so here it goes it says july 2nd 2020 wild seven studios after three days of penciling characters mr ed hires out some help from a magical land to ink and help with the backgrounds come on in gang i opened the door it's, uh, uh, one of another day on the uh, animation adventure and i'd like to introduce you to my new friend or a friend i've known for a second now Nilufar. Nilufar is from iran she escaped the the, the horrible government there <laughs> so she could be free to make this cartoon and what uh, Nilufar is working on is uh, this. We are putting the cinema together piece by piece. Nilufat is inking. And basically, Nilufat is our animation staff, pretty much. It's me and Nilufat, and there's nobody else. Nobody. No one! That's it. Nobody. Maybe Kelsey will help out for little minute things at the end of it and stuff. And welcome aboard, Nilufat. Welcome to... Um, Kelsey uh, is, is a, a woman, young woman, who uh, we found through... My surrogate daughter, no, no, my real daughter, Rocio, uh, they were roommates at the time. And Kelsey did a lot of work on Debbie and the Devil, a lot of like post um, special effects pretty much. But it was, you, you have to see Debbie and the Devil. Once it's out, I will explain Kelsey's role in it. But she really made, was one of the big reasons and one of the people that made Debbie and the Devil cool. So I shall resume here. Uh, I still resent that I have to do this, but that's okay. I'm, I'm having the f fun of it. It is fun. So let me just show you a few things. So all you kids out there that want to do animation, there's, I'm not going to name the animation software because no free cloud as Ashley says. You see this kid's 
These are all of Mr. Red's hands. He's got a normal hand, a, a clenched hand, a thumbs up, uh, uh, the palm of his hand, a fist from the other side, a middle finger, because, fuck you. A peace sign on both uh -huh. sides, middle finger on the other side. Finger, index finger up, other side, boom, boom, west side sign, because you need that. And this is Sally, this is little Sally. This is how we are building Sally. This is her face, torso, arm, leg, uh, you know. Thank Allah, or God, or Jesus, or whatever your point of view, Zeus, Buddha. Satan? Satan, yes, Satan has been quite good for us with this film. He really likes this movie. For, for Nilufar, because before her, it was just me, just doing this, and, and, and now I have additional help and I'm, I feel less uh, insane. At the beginning of this, I felt crazy. Now I feel less crazy. I feel more sane. And so that's what we're doing, kids, and it's all for your enjoyment. And again, if, you, if you're watching this and you bought the Blu-ray, hey, welcome to the gang, sport. Yeah, it's not Go on get Blu-ray. Go get him, Tiger. Don't oh, and then the end of these YouTube videos, they all end Forget with to comment, subscribe, share, and smash that like button for more news on Debbie and the Devil and other Wild 7 content. Smash that like button. And then listen to this. this that's the... That was the Wild 7 end bumper. Isn't that cool? And on that note, that was me ranting and raving about what we're doing and everything. So listen, uh, follow us on Instagram, Wild 7 Studios, run by our amazing social media marketing person, Maya, social media Maya. Uh, uh, happy birthday to our interns, Morgan and Emily, Captain Morgan and excellent Emily. It's so crazy that they have a, a day, they have birthdays a day apart, these two. And I really got to hand it to them because uh, they, they've been making my life way easier. They've been making all of our, you know, Chris, April's, all of our lives very easy. And we're really happy that the army is growing and whatnot. And so uh, as you follow us, just keep in mind a few things diaspora life which we've partnered up with life elsewhere and and that's a fun thing and really if you're into cool fucking hip awesome cool music i mean you might want to tune in and amigas which is our telenovela it is not a i do not view this as a parody ladies and gentlemen i view this as our honest to goodness telenovela and uh be on the lookout for a really really handsome somewhat red man in this telenovela called Amigas, written and directed by April Mendoza. And then also, as for me, I am always noodling. I am always making a cartoon. I hope to make cartoons for the rest of my life. I know who I am now in life. I am an old animator man, like a whacked out Miyazaki crossed with a disgusting Walt Disney. I'm not disgusting, though. I'm nice. Okay. So that's it. That's all. That's the spiel. That's Wild 7. That's what we're doing. A man almost died outside, and I'm feeling good. So what do you want? That's it. You know? Am I out of coffee? Ah, I'm out of coffee. I am going to go and get a chicken teriyaki from uh, this amazing Chinese restaurant uh, down the street. And that's my day. And then I'm going to go and handle other business. It's just making things and then eating things that are high in protein so that I have the energy to make more things and then I sleep. So follow us, go to our website too, wild7studios.com. Go to my official website, nasred.com. 
Uh, follow me on Twitter at Mr. Nas Red. Follow me on Instagram at Mr. Nas Red. Follow the Nightshade Collective at Nightshade Collective. Also, Simpin After Dark is back. Ashley is back to talk about those important issues that concern everyone. What she talks about is the building blocks of biology and everything. Why do people do what they do? Anywho, shoot a movie, not a person. I believe in you. Make a movie, seriously. If you want. <laughs>